One of the things that I'm getting increasingly interested in is lucid dreaming. I've been going on and off this topic for years now, um, but given the increase in time that I have during this whole coronavirus stuff, I'm starting to look into and read and really dig down about it. And this relates to my fiction goals with lucidity and all the other stuff I'm doing. And if you listen to the previous episode, I read a piece where I sort of discuss, you know, with a fictional twist, my concept of what it means to be dreaming. And I wanted to dig down in this and discuss lucid dreaming itself and why I like it and how to do it and all of those sort of things. Because, well, for multiple reasons, really. The, the first one I want to highlight is that the concept of lucid dreaming lends its homage to the um, the name of the podcast, the Reality Check podcast. When you reality check, you're looking at something in your environment, in your world, internally, and checking it against reality to ask yourself, am I dreaming? Right now, how do you know? Listening to this podcast, watching me on YouTube or whatever, how do you know that you're not asleep? Now, it might sound obvious, but when you're in a dream, when you're dreaming, when you're in that dream world, your your ability to pick up on the inconsistencies and the fallacies and all of that sort of stuff that's so obvious when you wake up is hampered. It's not quite it's not quite as easy as it feels and there's there's something to do with different parts of the brain turning on and off and a whole variety of biological reasons, but the the subjective experience of dreaming is that you just accept it. You accept where you are, you accept the past, you accept your current story. You may even accept that you are a different person or a different animal or a different gender or in a different location or have a different family or whatever. It's just sort of easily accepted. You just accept the story and you go. It's only upon waking up that you realize like, oh, something is wrong and that you should have realized you're dreaming. So the purpose of, re- of a reality check is to ask yourself, am I dreaming right now? And there's there's a couple of layers to this. The first one is just to literally just ask yourself. So so right now, just, just look around, feel internally, are you dreaming? And, and typically what I've found with lucid dreaming itself is that there's a distinct sort of flavor to a dream. It feels different. Now, flavor isn't the right word, but it's like there's a, there's a, there's like a certain sort of cellophane over your eyes that sort of like everything looks a little bit different. I can't give you a proper analogy to it other than there's just a feeling. And when you become lucid in a dream, when you realize that you're dreaming and you look look around and you feel the dream feels different and it's got a distinct sort of taste to it. I I can't quite place it, but if you've experienced it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But until you have experienced it, you can sort of get a feeling for what this reality, what your waking reality feels like, yeah? But there's there's a few more things that you can go deeper into this to reality check. There's there's some common things that a lot of people do that that don't necessarily hold true for everyone, but you can sort of look into it and go, try them for yourself and go, hmm, this works to check reality for me. Some certain things work in dreams, sorry, don't work in dreams that work in real life and vice versa. For example, flying. One of the first things I do when I want to test my reality is try and fly. If I'm in a dream, I can typically hover or float or fly like Superman, right? Or fly like a bird or a fish or whatever through the air. Obviously, in this reality, I can't. 
Yeah. So if I'm flying, it's pretty obvious that I'm dreaming. Yeah. Another very easy reality check you can do is to look at your hands. How many fingers do you have? Just hold your hand up in front of your face and look at them. In a dream, your hands and your fingers will get a bit blurry and often you have more than five fingers. You might have six or seven or they're a bit blurry. If I look at my hands and they're blurry, I'm either inebriated or I'm dreaming, right? And this is the interesting thing. You've got to do a few of these to really confirm it and really for it to sink in that like, oh, I'm dreaming right now. You look at your hand, you're like, hmm, I seem to have more than five fingers. I must be dreaming. You can also try and poke your finger through. Obviously in waking life, you can't go through, but in a dream, you can push through. You can try flicking lights on and off. In dreams, lights tend to not operate the same. You'll flick a light and nothing happens, right? Either it'll stay off or it'll stay on. Mirrors are odd. You can't really observe yourself in a mirror that easily. You, you come through distorted, or if you push through the mirror, you can actually step through. Writing and numbers seem to twist and alter. So you'll read a sign, you'll turn away and you'll read back and it'll be different. Numbers are quite hard to play with. And there's multiple other ones of these, right? Um, One more, just briefly, you block your nose, breathing through your nose. And in a dream, obviously, in waking life, you obviously can't breathe. But in a dream, you can keep breathing because your body is still dreaming. Now, the goal of these sort of reality checks is to... You do them while you're awake with the purpose of hopefully remembering to do them in your dream. And you'll just find yourself looking at your hand and you'll be like, huh, guess I'm dreaming. Or you'll be asking yourself, you'll be asking yourself to, to, to sort of go ask that question. You go, okay, am I dreaming? What can I do about that dream? I'll push my hand. I'll look at my hand. I'll try and fly. And you're hoping to just trigger that response. And then you do it. And then you confirm it. You do a few of these in a row and you go, okay, I'm definitely dreaming. And then when you find, your, find out you are dreaming, when you confirm you're dreaming, you can do whatever you like. And we'll, we'll talk about what you can actually do in the, in the lucid dream a little bit later on. Because there's a second sort of reality check that I find to be far more personal and therefore useful. They're, they're basically like dream signs, things that happen exclusively to you. Either reoccurring dreams or themes or things that happen in dreams that give you personally a sign of your own dreaming. So for me personally, when I have nightmares, I rarely have them, but when I do, it's always water-based. You know, a tidal wave is coming in or it's massive downpours or I'm drowning in some capacity. So that's a sign to me. If I find that there's a tidal wave, you know, in the news or on the horizon, I'm probably dreaming. If I find that I'm in some water-based trauma situation, I'm probably dreaming. That's personal to me. Another one for me personally is, is that I'll find myself fighting people and my dream self, my, 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 my body is weak. It either doesn't work or I'm very weak comparative to real life. And I know my body well enough in waking life. I do a lot of martial arts, a lot of lifting, a lot of exercise, and I know how my body performs. And then I find myself just, not, it's not working. Must be dreaming, okay? And the third one is, is when I'm struggling to remember a list of numbers or struggling to handwrite something. I do a lot of writing, I, you know, obviously, or I do a lot of reading and I find that I'm not quite able to put the words together or I'm remembering numbers and I just can't do basic math and I'm just sitting there just dumbfounded for a while. In waking life, simple addition and subtraction, no factor. 
or just writing out handwriting stuff. It's not hard to copy down a sentence. But in my dreams, I struggle with that. So if I find myself struggling with basic maths or writing, that's for me to, one of these dreams, I was going, hmm, am I dreaming? Yeah? There's, there's, there's a few more of these personal dream signs that, that, that I'll, I'm not going to go into, but you get the point that you will start to realize that when certain things happen or that there's certain commonalities, and if you start to recognize that, you will be able to take action and get lucid. So why would you want to get lucid? Why would you want to bother with all of this? The main reason is, well, there's a multiple reasons, but one of the best reasons is it just simply feels good. There's this feeling of when you realize you're dreaming, it's like waking up. It's 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 revelatory. It feels good. There's this thing, like you look around, you're like, oh my God, this is a dream. And it just, this rush of awesome feelings just floods your body. And you're like, yes, this is great. Now, often when you first start, at least, that feeling is enough to wake you up. You just go, I'm dreaming. And then bam, you're too excited to wake up. Over time, you get over that and there's, you know, you get used to the, the that wake-up feeling. Uh, but if you find yourself waking up too quickly, or if you find the dream fading when you are lucid, there's a few things you can do to stay stay in the dream. First one is rub your hands together, rub, 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 or move your body really fast, or spin around in a circle, right? Strong movement, quick movement gets you there um, and grounds you in the dream space. So if you become lucid, the first thing you should start doing is rubbing your hands and repeating the words to yourself, I am dreaming. I am dreaming over and over and over again as you're rubbing yourself until you find it all settling down because it's like the world sort of remaking itself and you're getting kind of crazy because you're so excited and it starts dissipating. You ground yourself, rubbing your hands together, saying, I am dreaming, I am dreaming, I'm dreaming because the other risk is that you don't wake up, that you, the other risk is that you forget that you're dreaming, right? The other risk is that you forget that you're dreaming and you slip back into a regular dream and upon waking, you're like, Oh, wow, I, I was dreaming. I was lucid, and then I lost it, right? So there's a couple of things that you can try there. Rub your hands, spin in circles, all that sort of stuff. So like I said, it, it, it feels good to lucid dream. It's just there's this elation feeling. But what else can you do with it? I like the concept of exploring my mental state, my exploring my psyche, meditating, all of that sort of stuff. So So the idea is that you know, when you're in a lucid dream, you're actually literally inside of yourself. Now, there's different theories as to what plane of existence you're on and all of that sort of stuff. But at the base rate, you're in a new state of consciousness. You're looking at your inner workings of your brain from inside it, and you can interact with it and talk to things in it. You can ask yourself for guidance. So like, I went into a dream and I became lucid and I'm like, hey, show me something important. And my dream pushed me into a dream school. And in the dream school, the characters in the dream school taught me more about lucid dreaming. When when I followed their advice, I was able to get lucid more, right? I don't know. You, you, you can ask your dream to help you get over past trauma, to relive past events and change them, to twist things, to 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 to, to look and let go of. It, it's, it's very therapeutic. And obviously depending on your mental state and your past and your desires and goals and dreams and all that sort of stuff, you can play with this however you like. One time I'm like, you know what it would be interesting to do? It would be interesting to be a fish. So I turned myself into a fish and I was breathing water and swimming through the water. That That's an experience that I can't let go of now. It's, it's part of me. Another time I'm, I, I for whatever reason, because you're not quite exactly as cognizant as you are normally, 
you know, it's not you. It's, it's, it's only a part of you inside of yourself, right? I'm like, I want to feel like what it's like to be a carrot. <laughs> Don't ask. It just, it just, it just happened. And I was a carrot. I became a carrot. I felt my roots going into the ground and absorbing water and all. Sounds crazy, but that's an experience that happened. Another time I decided to become a character from a video game. And I just went into that game and that game's graphics and that was the universe I was in until I woke up, right? So we get obvious wish fulfillment. And, you know, some people choose to explore this down a variety of different paths. If you are into the the drug scene, psychedelics or any sort of drugs, people have described that if you take the drug that you're used to, alcohol, drugs, whatever, in the dream space, the effect of that high in the dream is exponentially multiplied. Same people, sim- similar similar sort of situation of wish fulfillment with seeking out partners. You know, I obviously don't need to explain what you can do in a dream when you get more and more control, right? Just realize you're obviously, you know, you're probably interacting with yourself. Although, there's a really interesting thing that there seems to be sort of two kinds of dream characters. There's the sort of like, almost like the NPCs that are just there and they sort of don't have a personality and they're just sort of like just standing around doing whatever. And you can sort of speak to these people however you like, do whatever you like to them. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no response, right? They're just sort of bodies that are just there, right? And then there's another sort of dream creature, person, whatever, that it's almost like they live in that place and they've got sass. It's like they you speak to them and they start getting uppity. If you, if you try and take them with you or do something with them or speak to them in a way that's not respectful or, you know, disregard the place, their house that you find them in, they arc up at you. They get angry at you. They fight back. It's, it's really, I don't know, it's confronting when it first happened because like, you know, I've been dreaming for a while, lucid dreaming for a while. And then all of a sudden these characters start having, you know, issue with me. And then I, when I stepped back and I, I, I sort of looked at them as a, entity that deserves respect, right? That needs to be treated with consent that, you know, I can't just treat like a fiction. They started helping me and they started coming to me repeatedly and they, you know, were were guiding me around and giving me advice and all of this sort of stuff rather than getting angry at me and sort of attacking me. Sounds crazy. Sounds odd. If you've lucid dreamed, you probably have met these people, okay? And it's it, it, it's it's some it, it's it's an interesting experience. The 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 main the main draw for me is just the inner inner world, inner look, um, the enironaut, the 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 exploration of my subconscious from a different perspective. I'm obviously a massive meditator, and I find that the more that I meditate, the, the the deeper insights I get into myself in waking life, and I also find the same benefits from the dream life. And on the topic of meditation, the more I meditate, the easier it is to lucid dream. I feel like there's a direct correlation between mindfulness, the ability to focus. So, so mindfulness practice, as in 
paying you know non-judgmental attention to the present moment, just seeing things for what they are. You know, there's there's a link between that skill and getting lucid in a lucid dream. And in addition, there's also a link between developing focus. So meditation does two things. It helps you to get mindful and sort of let go and detach, but it also helps you to focus on an object. And obviously it depends on the type of meditation you're doing and all that sort of stuff, but it helps you to focus. And if you can focus in the dream, you're able to stay lucid because you're going, okay, this is a dream. This is a dream. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. You're repeating that to yourself. You're not getting off topic. At least a part of you is. Part of you is repeating that mantra, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, whilst the rest of you is doing whatever you want in the lucid dream. And being mindful helps you to see it for what it is and step back. You recognize that dream taste. You recognize the dream signs. You recognize all the different things. It causes you to reality check. So if you're if you're a practicing meditator, you'll be able to use some of those skills to help you to become lucid. And there's even some practices where people start meditating, fall into a lucid dream, and then they're practicing dream yoga, dream meditation. Or they'll get lucid and then they sit down and they meditate inside of the lucid dream. I've not been able to do that. I hope to be able to try it. But <laughs> it's funny, when you become lucid, your goals sort of out and you just sort of act. And my, my first goal when I become lucid now is to just sit back, calm myself down, rub my hands together, say, I am dreaming, I am dreaming, I'm dreaming. And then it's like, what do I want to do here? So my next goal when I get lucid again is to meditate in the dream. Yeah. A previous goal of mine was to ask the dream, show me something important. But I had to come up with those goals prior to getting lucid because otherwise I got lucid and I just sort of went with first impulses. Fun, but you sort of get a bit over that over time. The the, the, the the final thing I want to sort of touch upon upon lucid dreaming is dream recall. All of this talk is useless if you don't remember your dreams. So I'm lucky enough to remember my dreams quite regularly, but if you're struggling to recall, they suggest talking about having a dream journal. So a voice recorder or a pen and paper or your phone or whatever beside your bed. So that as soon as you wake up, you write down, you record, you take note of your dreams. I've made this uh, digital in the sense that I've put a little medium publication called the Dream Journal, where I'm just semi-regularly just updating the Dream Journal with my dream records. Just a little sort of fictionalized story of the dreams that I've had. So I'll put a link to below to the Dream Journal so you can check it out and have a look what I'm doing. And you're welcome to contribute as well if you want to do it that way. And, you know, we can check each other's dreams out and all that sort of stuff. But I found that recording and sort of writing it down really does up your ability to remember the dream. And, and, and starting off, you might be like, I don't remember my dreams or I don't dream. You do. Everyone dreams four to five to six times a night. It's about getting your dream recall up. And if you're struggling with that, even if you wake up and you write down one word, it might be like a color or a theme or an event or a person. And then over time, you'll get better and better and better until you remember your entire dream or multiple dreams in the night. So like I said, head over to the Dream Journal, check that out. Maybe it'll be for you. A couple more little tips before, before we sign off here. Just talking about the concept of lucid dreaming will get you more likely to be lucid. I guarantee you a couple of you, just from listening to this podcast, will get lucid tonight because it's been, you know, talked about a lot. 
The more you reality check, the more you talk about it, the more you think about lucid dreaming, the more chance you will have of getting lucid and you know getting down that path. It's like it's like your brain's priming yourself. So one of the practices that that I've read that it's been quite successful for some people is before bed they'll look at their hands and they'll say, Tonight when I'm dreaming, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight when I'm dreaming, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. And they're looking at their hands as they say it. And the idea is is that they're priming themselves, they're thinking about the lucid dreaming, and then they're looking at their hands and they're like, okay. And then in the dream the hands will pop up and then that script will come up and they'll be like, My hands. I'm dreaming. Do you see how that works? Another thing that I've seen work for habit building of reality checking is to tie in a reality check to a common behavior. For example, going to the toilet. Every time you go to the toilet, as you're washing your hands, because we're all washing our hands a lot now, right? As you're washing your hands, you're looking at them. Tonight when I'm dreaming, I'll look at my hands, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming, right? Every time you wash your hands, use that as a reality check. Use that as a way to prime yourself. Yeah? Now, if you want some more information on Lucid Dreaming, I've got three Skillshare courses up, um, Lucid Dreaming 101, 201, and a deep dive into reality checks. And that'll sort of go into a bit more depth on top of what I've covered in the podcast here. So I'll put a link down below to those Skillshare courses. You can get two months free access if you sign up via those links and you can cancel any time. So, you know, may as well. Um, but like I said, like, it's worth looking into because if you think about it, we, we're asleep for a third of our life, right? So if you live to be 90, that's 30 years of sleep. Wouldn't it be good to have access to some of that time to fulfill some of those dreams, to practice some of those skills, to look into yourself? If just for the very, very simple fact of just it being interesting, right? There, there's, there's a hidden world that with a little bit of effort, you can take action and explore and discover. Now, if you've had some lucid dreams, if you um, want to talk about this concept, if you want to dive deep, please message me on social at Zach P. Phillips because the more we talk about it, the more we discuss lucid dreaming, the more chance we both have of that. Uh, that's why I'm writing a book on lucid dreaming. The, the, it'll be a fictional novel, and in the fictional novel, there'll be you know the ability to cross um, lucid dream, right? So you'll be able to enter each other's dreams and take control of it. You know, it'll get quite mystical, but the act of writing that book is getting me more lucid. The act of making the Skillshare courses is getting me more lucid. The act of doing this podcast will get me more lucid, right? So it is, it is, it is a way of looking into it and doing it more because it's just, it's, it's fun and it's worth trying. So check out the Skillshare courses, check out the dream journal, and yeah, let's have a chat about it. And like I said, if you if you like this podcast, please just spend that 30 seconds right now, chuck a review up, let me know what you think of it, and let me know what, what more you want me to talk about. Cheers. Mm-hmm.